Well, friends, as we begin our time in God's Word this morning, um, I would like to know if perhaps any one of you could use a little encouragement in, in your purpose these days. Is anyone needing a good reminder or perhaps a lesson anew in who we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing with our lives? Let us be encouraged, challenged, even renewed this morning. The text that we are going to look at has had my heart racing on more than one occasion this week. There is just something about God's word that is exciting and encouraging and empowering. I know that that something is, is actually the power of the Holy Spirit and that it is revealing the life of Jesus. But it's so beautiful how it draws us in. So won't you allow yourself now to be drawn in in the hearing of God's word? From 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it reads, Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure of God's, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We are always carrying around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. It is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. All this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people 
may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So as we get into chapter 4 here in 2 Corinthians, I, it's important for us to go back a little to chapter 3 that, that has some context for us to, to more fully understand what we just heard and read. Paul talks about, in chapter 3, this new covenant in Jesus Christ. The old covenant was all about the law. Moses gave the law on tablets, and Paul talks about a veil that covered the minds of those who heard it. How this veil dulled the minds, but when one turns to Jesus, the veil is lifted, and there is understanding and freedom in that knowledge. So here at the beginning of chapter 4, Paul says, do not lose heart because you are involved with this ministry of proclaiming the good news of Jesus that is removing the veil from the hearts of the perishing. We're going to answer some questions here this morning to show us what who, where, how, and why this revealing is taking place and how it is for us and why it is important. So the concern here is really verse 4. Verse 4 says, The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. The God of this world, Satan, wants our minds to be dulled to do this good. He, he doesn't want us to be able to share this life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. He doesn't want this good news getting out. So he wants us to be dulled to the hope and life that is ours because of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit that is ours. He doesn't want us reading scriptures. He doesn't want us sharing this joy that we have. The more our minds are dulled to the Lord, the more power he has to bring despair and depression, anger, lies, deception, jealousy, envy, hatred, Malice, doubt, accusations to creep into every moment of our lives and rob us of our joy and hope and truth. So if that is what we are up against, what then is needing to be revealed? Revealing the life and the resurrection of Jesus. That is what is being revealed. But not with deception or distortion, Paul says, but setting forth 
the truth plainly. It doesn't need our help to jazz it up and make it special. When you think about your own personal story, when you really believed in Jesus for the first time, I I kind of doubt that it was because of some big theatrical rendition of the story that was so overwhelming. For most of us, I bet it was more than likely a moment of simple and profound clarity that led us to acknowledge that Jesus loves me and wants the best for me. And so we speak plainly the truth of the life of Jesus. So plain that as light shining out of darkness. You all know how, how a single light can just pierce darkness? And isn't that exactly where we are right now? Surrounded, it feels. Overwhelmed, overcome. Dark. Despair. Verses here right in the center of chapter 4, 7, 8, and 9, they're hitting very close to home right now. We are to be this light revealing Jesus to all who are caught in the darkness. And yet this world is still going on. There is still darkness all around us. It needs our light. It needs to be overcome. This darkness that is showing itself in the way we doubt, condemn, and ridicule everyone who seems to be other than us, that is some darkness. If you don't like me, talk like me, or believe like me, then you are other and do not deserve my respect. Why do we find ourselves in that trap? Instead, I will rip apart with my words and judge every one of your words and actions. This is the very darkness that we need to be fighting against. Paul talks about how we have this treasure in jars of clay. That's where we usually stop that verse when it's quoted. And if we stop there, we miss the best part. It continues. We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. I mean, come on. That's the part with the power. We stop far too often with the part that talks about our weakness, right? That simple clay jar, our simple lives, our weaknesses. We're only this or that. We, we put ourselves down. We deny our potential, our purpose, our value, our worth. This jar is simple, not fancy, but that's the point. In, in those days of this, when the scripture was written, treasures were placed in simple clay jars so that they would not draw attention. That if someone were to come and rob and steal, they would not go looking in some plain, simple clay jar. 
Why then do we see ourselves as simple and nothing when in fact we hold this treasure within us? Why would something so spectacular and wonderful be hidden in such a simple clay jar? Listen, that clay jar has something amazing to reveal. Verses 8 and 9 that we read say this, We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Who is doing the revealing? We are. These clay jars, these ones who are hard-pressed, these ones who are perplexed by this world, these ones who feel persecuted, these ones who are struck down, we have this great task in being light in the darkness because we are not crushed. We are not in despair. We are not abandoned. We are not destroyed. We have this treasure. This treasure says to the world, you may think you have me in despair, but I will still treat you with honor and respect. This world may be trying to make us feel persecuted, but we have the power of God within us, and nothing can take it from us. I want to share a few pictures with you to maybe help illustrate our point here. This first picture is one of our younger members. He was helping his dad plant a raspberry bush outside their house for his sister's first birthday. He is in the mud. Oh my goodness. Every crevice. Look at, I mean, you can't even tell what clothes he's wearing. Except for maybe that tiny little top, that tiny little bit right there on top of his shoulder. Can you see it? That bright neon green. But he is in it in that mess and that mud, it is completely covering him. Aren't we all, though? We are in it. This is a messy life. And so the question here is, where are we revealing the light of Jesus? I just love how covered he is, how surrounded he is. Okay, now look at this second picture. Can you see that face? Can you see the joy on that face? This is what the power of God should look like on every one of our faces. When we get to share the revelation of Jesus plainly to those around us. Light shining in the darkness do you see it? I mean, he's covered in mud, and it's plain, and it's simple, and it looks like nothing. What is mud? Oh, gross. And yet, there is that light. 
that comes from about his collarbone where you can see that neon green and that light just shining forth. That is what that treasure should remind us of. That in the midst of darkness, in the midst of brokenness, in the midst of this world, that is the treasure that we are sharing. Where? Wherever we find ourselves in this broken world. Now, now look at the third picture. <laughs> you might be able to tell that he is just about to jump back into all of that mud. Can we say the same thing? That we are so ready, that we realize that we have this great treasure to share. And even though we are surrounded by all of this, we are ready to jump back in. Because we have the opportunity to reveal plainly the life of Jesus. No one wants to be, to be hard-pressed. No one wants to be, to be overwhelmed. No one wants to be perplexed or persecuted. But we should all want to get right back in to being the light and sharing that life of Jesus in the midst of the darkness. But how? How do we do this? It is by the power of God, this all-surpassing power that is from God. If we are truly revealing the light of life that is Jesus Christ, then it is the power of God that stops us in our tracks, that keeps us from harmful or hateful thoughts or words or actions. It is the power of God that stops us from despair. It is the power of God that causes us to make every decision in the context of our purpose. Is what I'm about to say or do going to better reveal Jesus in this situation. Let me, I'm going to say that one again. <laughs> Is what I'm about to say or do going to better reveal Jesus in this situation? Why then do we do this? We do this that more people would be reached and ultimately that God would be glorified. Verse 15 says that the more people that are reached, it will cause more thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. And that's it. That more would be reached and that the thanksgiving would overflow to the glory of God. For God's glory, by God's power, we reveal through plain truth the life of Christ. And then the final encouragement. Let me read verses 16 and 18 through 18 again. Therefore, do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly 
we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Do not lose heart. Yeah, so we're wasting away. (laughs) So we have troubles. Light and momentary might not feel like it. But it is temporary. What we see and have here is only temporary. Inwardly, we're being renewed day by day by God's power, by God's word. We fix our eyes on the glory of God, that which is unseen, that which is eternal. This is our purpose. What is being revealed? The life of Jesus. Who is revealing it? We are. Where are we revealing it? In this mucky, dirty, broken world. How are we revealing it? By the power of God, we reveal that treasure. And why? So that more will know. So that the veil will be lifted. And that as more come, the thanksgiving will overflow to the glory of God. Oh, brothers and sisters, it is momentary. It is even light. Yes. Yes. Because this is temporary. We are doing all of this for what is unseen, for what is yet to come, for eternity with our God. And so when you're feeling it, when you're feeling in the pit of despair, when you're feeling like you're just not able to do, you're not enough, remember that you, though you may feel like a jar of clay, have a treasure within you. When you feel overwhelmed and perplexed, there is a treasure within you. This revealing of the life of Jesus. And you are called in the muck and the mire to speak against the God of this world and proclaim the God of glory. Will you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, we thank you that there is hope that there is light in the midst of darkness, that even though we may be completely overwhelmed and overcome, we are not destroyed. We are not abandoned. In fact, in the midst of all of that, you call us to continue to proclaim that treasure, to proclaim the light of Christ, to proclaim his life, and its transformative power by you, God, by your Spirit, that all lives might be transformed for your glory. So, God, we pray 
that you would help us, that you would remind us, that you would press this word into our hearts and our minds so that, that as the days come, we are drawn to remember who we are is to reveal you and that that would, that would shape anything, any decision we make, any words we say, any actions we take. Are we revealing you? Are we better revealing you into the current situation? God, be glorified, be honored. We humbly ask so that all may know you, so that all may proclaim your goodness and your grace. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.